0: Good morning, class. Good morning, Lucky. <laughs> Hi, I'm Keith Moore. This is Faith School. Faith School is the place where that we come and get our faith fed, our spirit begins to grow stronger, and we learn how to be overcomers. We've saved you a seat right here in the front, so we can check up on you and make, look you in the eye and make sure that you're, you're getting this. Get your Bible. Get you something to take some notes on and uh, let's present ourselves to the Lord to be fed. You know, Jesus said man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. Our spirits need to be fed just like our bodies need to be fed. You know, if you went for days and days and weeks and didn't feed your body, it would get weak, weak, weak to where you couldn't even stand up. And eventually you could die. Well, spiritually, uh, your spirit's not going to cease to exist, but it just gets weaker and weaker and weaker until you have no strength inside you. But good news, you just begin to feed it on some uh, anointed word and your, your spirit will begin to gain strength quickly, quickly. And what seemed unreachable, what seemed impossible, will seem doable. Hallelujah, and you'll know that God can do it, and you'll begin to see, you'll begin to be in a position where he can do things for you that he's not able to do for unbelievers. Miracles, miraculous things. He has answers for us today. So let's agree and let's pray and release our faith for it. Father, in Jesus' name, all of us in in the faith school class, we join together asking you for utterance, for The anointing for answers, for direction. Open our eyes, help us to see and get the basics and the foundation of your way of living and your way of doing. And help us that our faith and our spirit be fed and nourished so that we begin to grow up in you, in all the good things of you. And we purpose not to be hearers only, but to be doers. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Praise God. If you would turn with me to Romans, the 10th chapter, Romans 10, and verse 8, we'll look at today. We began yesterday talking about how faith comes, or how to get faith. And we see in Romans 10, This is such a rich passage of Scripture, which all of them are, but so rich in the areas of understanding how we're saved, God's plan for mankind's salvation. In Romans 10 and verse 8, it says, What says it? The Word is near you even in your mouth and in your heart, which is the word of faith which we preach, that if you'll confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. It goes on to say in verse 10, for with the heart man believes to righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation." Faith is of the heart, not the head. Uh, Faith is not knowledge. Faith is not understanding. You can have faith when you don't understand. You can have faith when you don't know how a thing could possibly work out. We studied a couple of weeks ago that Faith is the, uh, the confidence of things expected, and it is the evidence of things not seen. It's, it has to do with things that haven't happened yet in the natural realm and things you can't see and can't touch and can't, can't feel. Well, that, then that goes beyond the senses, and it's not about the, the mind or the intellect. And it, this is worth talking about because we live in a society and generation that puts great emphasis on the development of the intellect. And, uh, you know, there's such focus on that, how smart are we, how smart are they? And people feel superior if they think, well, I'm smarter, I've, I've got better education, I'm just, uh, I think better, I know more. And, and people, uh, Hold up the idea of being a genius as being the ultimate. But if you'll be objective, you'll find that many of the people that are called genius do not have good lives. Now, I'm not knocking being smart, but being intellectually smart does not even make you a good person. And it certainly doesn't guarantee you a good life. Many people who think they're so smart are miserable. And if you judge other people as inferior to you, <laughs> and dumber than you, and you treat them that way, you're not going to have many friends, <laughs> and it's not going to be a happy life for you. No, having uh, knowledge, and understanding is just one component of life. Like I said, it doesn't, even, it doesn't make you a good person. You could be brilliant mentally. That doesn't even make you a good person. And it certainly doesn't guarantee you a happy and a good life. God, our God, the Creator, looks at our heart, our inside, not, not our head. He's not focusing on our head. If you remember the story of how uh, the Lord sent Samuel to anoint one of Jesse's sons as king over Israel. And uh, they assumed the firstborn would be the one for him to look at and brought him out and he was a real good-looking guy and big, tall, and handsome, firstborn. And uh, the Lord told the prophet, no, that's not him. I I hadn't received him. And uh, he went on to say, The Lord, excuse me, he he said, man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And uh, Jesus said, don't judge according to appearances, but judge right judgment. This takes takes mind renewal. It requires a change in thinking because uh, most people in this world they do judge the book by its cover. They, they look on the outside, and it's the outside and the mind. That's pretty much it. The outside, how you look, how you appear, and then their assessment of how intellectually uh, bright you are. And if you don't look very good and you don't sound very smart, Oh, sorry. You know, you can't be in our club. We don't have time for you. And that's just not how God sees. God, and there's nothing wrong with looking good, feeling good, being smart. But that's not the main thing. In God's eyes, the main thing is the heart. And I'm not talking about the physical blood pump. Your heart, the physical blood pump. The scripture said, with the heart, man believes. Everybody said that out loud. With the heart, heart, man man believes. believes. What part of our being do we believe with? Our heart. And uh, sometimes people have focused on the physical uh, organ of the heart. But you can't believe God with your physical heart any more than you could believe God with your lungs or with your kidneys, <laughs> or with your liver. And sometimes people marvel over the brain as though that is the real uh, essence of any human being. And I, I've seen people that pointed to pictures of a human brain and said, isn't this amazing? These few pounds of gray matter, all of the amazing music and art and, and uh, engineering and architecture has come out of these few pat No, it didn't. No, no, it didn't. Mm-mm. The brain, as amazing as it is, is simply the physical organ the mind expresses itself through. The spiritual is the core. We're not just bodies with brains. We are spirit beings, we have uh, emotions and mind, and we live in a body. People say, is is there life after death? If you believe the Bible, absolutely. This is the briefest thing we'll ever do. And the spirit is inside the body uh, like a hand is inside a glove. And death is not the end of things. Death is like pulling the hand Out of the glove. Well, without the hand, the glove falls on the ground. There's no life in it. And that's what happens to the body. James talks about the body without the spirit is dead. But the heart is what God looks at, and the heart is what we believe Him with. It's a choice of the heart, it's a decision of the heart. Let's keep reading. He said, verse 10, he said, with the heart man believes unto righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. This is how a man or woman, child, young person is born again. The two most significant components, believing in the heart, saying with the mouth, everybody that has been born again, this is how it happened. You believe in your heart. You say with your mouth. A lot of Christians believe this, but then they've stopped there. They thought, okay, praise God, I'm born again. I'm saved. My name's in the Lamb's Book of Life. We got it. No, (laughs) that was the beginning. The way we got born again is the way we're supposed to live. Every day, the rest of our lives from then on and even past this life. What do you mean? We're supposed to function by faith, just like the Father functions by faith. How does He do it? Believing in the heart, speaking with the mouth. That's how He created the heavens and the earth. Believing in the heart, confessing with the mouth. Everybody say that out loud. Believing in the heart, and what? Confessing with the mouth. That's how you get born again. It's also how you deal with every situation in life. He said in verse uh, 11, the scripture says, Whosoever believes on him shall not be ashamed. And uh, I might might add this at this point, uh, not being ashamed uh, has to do with not being disappointed too not being disappointed, not being let down. Faith works. And when you really believe God, you will not be disappointed. You will not be let down. Verse 12, he said, There is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. The same Lord over all is rich to all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whoever will call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whoever means exactly that. It doesn't matter where you were born. It doesn't matter. Uh, There's no difference where you grew up or how you grew up, how great it might have seemed to have been, how terrible it might have seemed to be or was. Every one of us, when we come to the realization and acknowledge the truth, we are not alone. There is a God. He did create the heavens and the earth, our forefathers, our parents, Adam and Eve, and all the way down to us. We are sustained by His grace and mercy, and we have lost ourselves through our sin and disobedience. But praise God, He saved us. He redeemed us through the giving of His own Son. Hallelujah. Jesus took our place. Bore the punishment and judgment for our own sin and failure and mistakes. And God raised him from the dead. And he is the King of Kings. I think this would be a great place for everybody that hadn't received him to receive him right now. I want to lead you in a prayer. And uh, whether you've never given your heart and life to the Lord or whether you, uh, you did maybe some time ago, but you got away from him and you have left Him and hadn't been uh, praying, hadn't been going to church, that kind of thing, now's the time to not just make a little change. Come all the way back to the Father. Come all the way back in to a close and rich fellowship with Him. Let me lead you in a prayer, and and the class will join us in this. Say it out loud. "Father Father God, I believe in You. I believe in You. I believe in your son Jesus. I believe in your son Jesus that he died on the cross. He died on the cross. Paid, for my sins, paid for my sins. My failures. My, my, failures. my, mistakes. my mistakes. And I believe you have raised him from the dead. He is alive right now. He is alive right now. King of kings. King of kings. Lord, of lords, Lord of lords. Soon to come again. Jesus, Jesus I, receive you, I receive you, and all you've done for me, and all you've done for I, me. Confess you, I confess you, Lord, Lord of my life, of my life and, as me, and as you help me, as you, me as you enable me, I will walk with you, I will, walk with you. I will, follow, your I will follow your direction, and live for you, and live for you. All, my days. all my days, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise God. If you did that for the first time, you know something amazing has happened inside of you. If you're coming back to the Lord, you feel like a 10-ton weight has rolled off of you and the, your joy of your salvation is restored. What, what is so amazing? This is spectacularly uh, miraculous. It's real, even though you don't see it in the physical. It's one of the most amazing things that ever happens, this thing called the new birth. What has happened? Exactly what we read here. You believe in your heart, you say it with your mouth, and you're saved. You're born again. Let's back up and read it again. Verse 9, verse 9, if you'll confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and you believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Can we count on the word of God? If it says you shall be saved, then you shall be saved. For with the heart man believes to righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Hallelujah. Verse 13 had said, whoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's how every one of us that are saved got saved. That's how we received him. That's how we've been born again. But like we had mentioned, contrary to how some have thought, that's not the end. That's not, praise God, I've arrived. I'm, I'm not going to hell. I'm, I'm saved. I'm going to be with Jesus. And that, that's true, that's true. But you gotta make it from now till then. <laughs> and uh, you know, the Lord give you a good long life. That can be decades and decades of doing what down here? You know, are we just left to flounder and do the best we can? Are we just left to live no better quality lives than those who haven't received Jesus? Who are not saved? No, no. The the scripture tells us we have been made more than conquerors. We have been made over Comers. And 1 John says, what is the victory that overcomes the world? Even our faith. That's it. That's how we do it. Well, faith is how we got saved. Faith is how we overcome every day of our life. Faith is we received the, the cleansing and washing by the blood of the Lamb by faith. Can you receive something else that way? Yes, you can. You can receive a healing that way. You can receive the new birth for your spirit that way. You can receive a renewal in your body that same way. You can receive peace for a troubled mind because the same Jesus who bore your sins bore the chastisement of your peace. Like we said, you can receive a healing because the same Jesus that took your iniquities, He took your infirmities. Bore our sicknesses, carried our pains, the scripture said. But it works not by begging, not by pleading, but by faith, by believing in the heart and by speaking, saying with the mouth. I know uh, people that come to uh, our churches, our Faith Life Church in uh, Branson, Missouri, and also in Sarasota, Florida. Uh, they'll notice pretty soon that we speak. We, uh, uh, when I say speak, I mean the whole congregation, we'll, we'll say things together and we make regular uh, confessions and professions of our faith. And uh, some people find that strange because they haven't been doing that where they go to church. And of course some people don't go to church at all. But uh, actually numerous churches in different groups and denominations, had confessions and made confessions many, many years ago. And it's not that this is something new. This is something that the church was born with, and that the church lost over the years. Uh, If you live by faith and you walk by faith, you speak, you say things, and you don't just cry over things, you talk to them. (laughs) Right? And you tell them what to do. Now that sounds strange to a lot of people because they, they think, well, who do you think you are? You, you're just trying to act like Jesus. Yeah, that's the idea. We're supposed to follow his example. Do you know of a better example to follow? Jesus uh, exemplifies the perfection of walking by faith. Every day, he, he said, Every, I always do those things that please the Father. Well, we know faith pleases God, so we know everything He's doing from morning, noon, and night is faith. And we see Him, if you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, He spoke to things, didn't He? He spoke to the wind and the waves. And what else? They obeyed Him. He spoke to fevers, and they left people. He spoke to uh, spirits that were harassing people and tormenting them, and they left. He spoke to what we'd call nature. He spoke to people. He spoke to things unseen. And, uh, you know, if people had never read the Bible and they were watching Jesus in that day, I'm sure there were some folks that thought that was strange. What's he talking to? (laughs) He's talking to the wind. (laughs) Today, that'd be considered possibly a mental problem. (laughs) <laughs> but that's just because people have gotten so far away from the Word and from understanding spiritual things. No, friend, if you're a Christian, that means a christ Then you should be holding up Jesus, the Christ, as your ultimate example of how to do everything. You want to pray like Him. And talk like him and live like him and respond and react like him. And the way he lived, he he, he believed in his heart. He said whatever the Father said to him and he spoke whatever the Father spoke to him, and miracles happened all around him. Miracles happened. And uh, when you say that, invariably people say, well, yeah, but now that was Jesus. That was Jesus. He's the Son of God. He is, but the Scripture says he, he emptied Himself of His mighty weight and glory and power and became a man. And He lived and functioned as a man with no unfair advantage over us. And in fact, John 14 says, He said, if you believe on Me, the works I do, you'll do also. And greater works than these shall you do, because I go to the Father. Well, if He did what He did as God. How can we believe that we can do what he did? We can't. But if he did it as a man, and if you'll notice the scriptures, you'll see, you don't see mighty works being done through his words and laying on of hands in his ministry until he was baptized in the river and the Holy Spirit came on him. Then the Bible said after the temptation, he came out in the power of the Spirit. If he did what he did as a man, anointed with the Holy Spirit and He would anoint us with that same Spirit, we begin to see the glorious possibilities of living like He lived, of functioning like He functioned. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Operating and overcoming like He did. How you get born again, which is one of the greatest miracles you'll ever experience, ever talk about. This is something that uh, continues throughout eternity. You're a child of God. How did how did such a miracle happen in your life? You believed it in your heart. And you spoke it with your mouth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And your dead spirit separated from God was quickened and made alive. And you became a new creation in Christ Jesus. And all things passed away and all things have become new you are a child of the living god forever hallelujah now you talk about a miracle yes. this is a miracle tell me again how it happened right here you you believed in your heart and you spoke With your mouth, verse 10, for with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And you could say that again with any other blessing or thing that you needed in life. Uh, Healing comes that way. Getting your bills paid comes that way. Uh, Helping, you know, instead of just begging God to uh, do something for your children, begin to speak faith over them and begin to declare and decree what's going to happen. Hallelujah. You believe God's feeding our faith and building our spirit up? Well, we're here again. It's time for class to be over. Let's say it out loud. I walk by faith. I walk by faith. I live by faith. I live by faith. I overcome the world. By, faith. by faith. I'm strong in faith. I'm strong in faith, giving glory to God. Glory. Glory to God. We'll see you next time.